Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. This is the Believe in Pro Wrestling Podcast. Here's Ricky Chino and SP3 on the Believe Podcast Network. What is going on, everyone? Good Thursday to you here on the Believe in Pro Wrestling podcast. We are just a day away from a jam-packed, packed, I said, weekend in professional wrestling. Smackdown on Friday, and then Saturday, we got Clash at the Castle. Sunday, it's Worlds Collide all out, and then there's all the other shows that's going on. You got GCW this weekend going on in Chicago as well. It is just absolutely, it is a smorgasbord of professional wrestling this weekend, and we are here to break down just a taste, just a taste of that here today. We're going to break down Worlds Collide, Clash at the Castle, myself, Jeremy Bennett in today, and we are not alone, our special guest picker this week, Samira. How are you doing? Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here to, you know, break down even the little little sip that we're even going to get into that is the wrestling that's going on this weekend. Speaking of sip, let me sip my uh, pumpkin spice coffee here to get ready to go. I brought the cookies. And she's got pumpkin cheesecake cookies that she's somehow going to smash. Look how good. I'm the only person without pumpkin over here. Yeah, well, you know, (laughs) I'm a simple white woman, all right? Like, I need pumpkin (laughs) in my life. I always said that about you, Rick. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I can admit it. I don't care. I'm (laughs) what it is. All right, one more sip as we get in there. All right, guys, we got a ton that we got to get into today. We got five matches at World Collide. Triple H this week was like Oprah. Like this week's episode of of NXT was just like, all right, here's a certified banger. Here's a certified banger. Here's a certified banger. I mean, it is just, this is just, this is the week. This is one of those weekends that you just live for as a professional wrestling fan, Jeremy. And and you're trying to balance so many other things because for some reason you're going to a damn football game this weekend. Yeah, I know. I I, I was like, oh, that's right. This is going to be on English time. So I'm going to probably, yeah, most likely not be at home. But uh, you know what? I tell you what, though, on Tuesday, uh, all of the cameos that were done, and there were a lot of them, and I, I think that just completely made the excitement for Saturday or for Sunday for NXT. It's kind of weird thinking about that when those two, uh, you know, are usually the other way around. But I, I think all the cameos that came in, Tomasa Champa, Rhea Ripley, Gunther, all those just, I thought, just enhanced everything that's going to go on on Sunday. Uh, because basically, everybody that talked to all the champs is like, uh, you better win for for England or you better win for the, uh, the the prestige of the NXT championship. And I thought that was just what, what whoever came up with that idea it was triple h or or sean or both that was a brilliant idea because i think that just enhanced what we're going to see on sunday you know what it reminded me of uh jeremy think back to like the 1980s when you were in high school right like after like the hey mid 90s (laughs) after (laughs) so after like all the seniors graduate right and then all of a sudden like the after like two months of their freshman year where they're in college and they think they know everything. And then they come back and they visit all like the juniors. The year before. They, they come back for the first football game of the year. Yes. That's exactly what it was. That's what, yeah. that's what Tuesday night felt like this week was all the seniors coming back to check on the juniors and make sure that they're throwing down for their class and all that kind of stuff. And it, it was a really, really nice touch. And it's just like one after another. And it honestly, it, it just kind of goes with the theme of what we've seen with, with triple H's shows as a whole here, Samira, the last few weeks is, you have to be paying attention 
all the time or you're going to miss something because literally anything can happen at any time. And it's been great to watch. Oh, I definitely agree with you. I mean, like, even the return of Johnny Gargano, that came after, like, a commercial. Nobody was expecting that. And you're just like, wait, what? Like, is this actually happening? Like, what's going on? Yeah, uh, I was sitting in my chair, uh, drinking coffee, trying to stay awake, even though it was a good show. You know, it's a late night. And I'm just sitting there, and all of a sudden, I'm like, wait a minute. I know that song. I no, thought it was theory trolling us at first. To be so did I. And, I like, and then I saw the winky face and I'm like, what? Wait, hold on. And then once he actually walked out, then I flipped my shit, you know, because that's Man. just you know, what everybody else did. But uh, again, absolutely stack far. We got to get through here. First things first. Got to thank our friends over at Bet Online. Without them, we would not be here right now. They are the fastest, easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports, contests and events with first to market odds and lines. Get reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and golf. Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information from live in game betting to props and futures. Go to Bet Online today or use your mobile device. You're on it anyway. Sign up, make your first bet, use our promo code BELIEVE50, that is B L E A V 50, receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. And we are going to start with Worlds Collide and with everything that's going on this weekend, like I said at the top of the show, we, we're, we're eating good, all right? Like, Tony Khan and Triple H, they have given us uh, a, a wide variety of items for us to nibble on. And why don't we just start with what is the steak tartare of the weekend? I think when this match got announced, all right, everybody lost their damn mind, and I'm like, all right, not fucking around. Let's go here. We are getting Carmelo Hayes and Ricochet. I, like Jeremy, I'll let you go first. I'm not even like honestly picking a winner in this. It's probably gonna be Carmelo Hayes, but let's be honest, we're, we're gonna win. Yeah, we win. We yeah. we're the ones who win in this situation. <laughs> yeah, there's absolutely no reason for Carmelo Hayes to drop to Ricochet because, uh, for one, Ricochet is getting a a semi push on SmackDown with Triple H in charge now. Where of course he's been buried uh, ever since he got called up when Vince is in charge. Uh, so there's no reason to put it on Ricochet. Uh, he is there to deliver a banger, which is going to be happening. Uh, obviously, Carmelo has got to be getting called up pretty soon. Uh, you you kind of you think you know maybe obviously he's NXT champion material, but uh, he's almost ready for that main roster. Him and him and Trick are both ready for that main roster right now. Uh, but uh, yeah, there's no way Ricochet is going to win. But holy cow! Uh, are we going to be talking about what they did on Monday morning? Yeah, there, there's a couple of these matchups where I'm like, well, they wouldn't really go that direction. Would they? But then again, maybe they might. Um, you know, Ricochet, the thing with Ricochet is, like, I love what Triple H has allowed him to do, which is basically be Ricochet, cook, right? They put him out there and just go out and put your put on your hell of a good matches, right? And he, yeah. he and Corbin a couple of times here put on uh, two matches that, they're both throwing out offense that we haven't seen from either guy in or either ever or forever. And they have been really, really good matches. But Ricochet is coming off an intercontinental title run that Vince did absolutely nothing with him. And then I think still hadn't been uh, de defended on a pay-per-view. It's finally ending this weekend. Yeah. Finally ending this weekend. WrestleMania 37 was the last time the intercontinental, the Nigerian drum fight with no drums, right? That was the last time the intercontinental championship was defended on a premium live event. Finally, that ends this week. Uh, at least we can keep the streak of, you know, the continental United States uh, going forward. But uh, hopefully that'll end as well. But again, I digress. I don't know where Ricochet goes on SmackDown. You can have him win matches, but unless you're putting him in a world title picture, 
there's not a whole lot of room for him to go to because he's already gotten his ass whooped by Gunther. You could put him in a tag team, possibly, maybe, I don't know. Maybe letting him have an extended run with the North American Championship on uh, NXT would be a great way for him to kind of reinvent himself, get, get some momentum built back up, and open up Carmelo Hayes to move up to the main roster like uh, you alluded to there, there, Jeremy. Samira, where do you see this one going? I, I mean, I kind of agree with the both of you here. Like, you know, I, I was seeing Carmelo you don't have to Hayes. Rat. It's okay. You can disagree. <laughs> <laughs> I agree to disagree on some subjects, but I think Carmelo Hayes will win this. I, but I like the sound of your idea, like how you were saying, you know, what exactly happens with Ricochet, you know, after this? Like, you know, is it, you know, if he were to lose, like, you know, where does he go on the main roster? Which I then see your point of if he is on NXT, he could do all the stuff down there while Carmelo goes up to the main roster and he finally does that. But I don't know. I kind of see Carmelo still being in NXT for a little bit more and then they'll find something for Ricochet to do on the main roster as, you know, everything is changing and we don't know what will happen next. So I think that's how it's going to play out. Yeah, it's odd because it feels like this is being, he always calls himself the A champion, and it it feels like this has been treated more of of a bigger deal than the NXT championship as of late ever since uh, Braun has won it for the NXT and Carmelo winning it for the second time for the North American. It almost seems like this has been a bigger deal and better feuds and 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 really a, a better pool of talent fighting for it. Yeah, it, I, I have had or heard people mention, you know, that Braun's run is getting a, a little bit stale and we'll, we'll get to Braun Breaker coming up here uh, in a little bit. But our next matchup is a, a very similar a build to Mello and Ricochet and the fact that now Dewdrop and Nikki ASH, who got a wonderful reception on Tuesday, their their welcome back reception, similar to what Natty got, um, you know, when when she showed back up in NXT, even though she's a heel on the main roster, and even though these two ladies are heels on the main roster, they came back and got kind of a hero's welcome. They are going to be challenging for the NXT women's tag team titles because for whatever reason, uh, they couldn't even get out of the first round in the women's tag team titles, <laughs> even though they're like the most tenured tag team on the entire freaking division. But I digress. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why they're coming, uh, why, why they're going to be uh, uh, fighting for these titles because they are not going to be coming as Dewdrop and Nikki ASH. Oh, no. Oh no! We're gonna so see. Is that, is that your bold? Is that your bold prediction that at Worlds Collide we get, we actually get Nikki Cross and and Piper Niven? Yep, I, I think just I think... debuted this brand new shiny slick silver and black you know superhero outfit. Yeah, I think she's gonna ditch the superhero gimmick. I think uh, Dew drops. I don't know about Dew drop dropping the name, but uh, and I don't know about Piper Nevin either because not too many people anymore have their own have their own name for WWE, but it may be something other than Dewdrop, and and it, literally anything is better than Dewdrop at this point. But I, I think we're gonna get. I mean, we saw it. With, it did, you know, we saw it uh, with the argument backstage uh, on Monday when uh, when they were interviewing Sonia and Natty. I I think we're gonna get that a uh, different side of them here in in uh, in car in uh, in Clash the Castle. This is kind of a coin flip for me because I don't know why you would bring in Nikki and Dewdrop who have not been winning on the main roster and then have them lose in NXT as well. But at the same time, you just finally, after what seemed like forever and a day, put the NXT women's tag team titles on Katana and Caden. So why would you have Nikki and Dewdrop win this match? I, I don't think we're going to get the reinvention 
or the old invention, whatever you want to call it. I don't think we're getting the rehash with Nikki and 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 Dewdrop just yet. I think that's wishful thinking for a lot maybe. of people, including yourself, Jeremy. So maybe uh, the loss creates this. Then maybe another maybe, loss. I don't know. They're, they're definitely building towards something. I can I know that. Yeah. I had if you put a gun to my head and say, hey, pick one of these. I think I like Katana and Caden to to retain. But honestly, I could see this one going either way, Samira. Yeah. I mean, I agree agree to disagree with the both of you. I'm not sure who would win here. I mean, you could go either way with it. Like, I understand your point of them not dropping the titles just yet, but hey, like, it could lead to something if they do win. They're like, okay, we didn't make it this far in the tournament, but hey, we won these titles here, and we're going to show you what we can do down here. I don't know. I, But like you said, okay, I think maybe Katana and Kaden will retain, and maybe something's going to build up on the main roster where like something's going to happen there and that's what's going to happen with them. So I think that's like my final prediction with that one. Yeah. I look, I think at the end of the day, what I really want this to lead to is, you know, both of the women's tag team titles being unified. Uh, I mean, uh, most of world's collide is talking about title unifications. I, I do think that WWE really only needs one set of women's tag team titles and the same for the, the men's tag team titles as well. And just make them floating across all three brands. But I, I don't know if they, they'll ultimately do that. Uh, I would just like to see more natural tag teams like Katana and Caden come up and be a part of that division because so much of that main roster women's tag team title tournament was just teams that were shoehorned together. I looked at that complete right side of that bracket when it came out and I said, well, none of those teams are going to be together at the end of the <laughs> tournament. And then, you know, yeah. screw me. They actually, you know, had Raquel and... uh uh Aaliyah win the damn thing so hey at least one of them sticking together i guess that is there but hey uh, at least the number generator or the random number generator did something yeah <laughs> we got that hey look i can't argue if they're trying to establish a babyface tag team and they actually have plans to keep them together all right i under i, I kind of understand the move even though if it's not one that i would have booked personally yeah I, and i didn't make a pick there because i don't know really i mean yeah, I mean, if you don't do the gimmick, if you do the gimmick, it's a title change. If you don't do the gimmick, and maybe that's what leads to it. It's it's hard to tell at this point. Um, but at the same time, I think Katana and Caden could be okay with losing the belt so quickly, um, especially if they do get the call up. Look, and I, I think it's pretty safe to say if they do get the win, that would be the biggest win of their tag team career. Like that would be the most marquee team that they've beaten. I know Nikki hasn't done much in the last year, but you're still talking about a former Raw Women's Champion, and Piper is accomplishing of herself. So I think this would be a big kind of notch win uh, for Caden and Katana, and I think they are going to get it on uh, Sunday. I, I wouldn't be surprised if it's a switch, though. Those two are in NXT for a while, and and Caden and Katana get called up. Could. Much like we talked about with Mello and Ricochet, you could do the same exact thing. Absolutely. How about the men's? This is an elimination match, is it not? Yeah. Fatal okay. 4-Way elimination match, though. I was hoping it would be a ladder match because that would have been awesome. So we are unifying the NXT UK tag team titles and the NXT championships. And we got four really good teams. If you don't know much about Gallus, I love these dudes. These dudes are really... These are, these are some of the guys that I was hoping that would eventually come over from NXT UK, which is basically folding if you haven't heard this point heard this by now that's why we're getting this huge nxt uk invasion before they relaunch as nxt europe later on but all of these guys are either going to be in nxt or eventually moving up to the main roster uh jeremy who do you like in this one the creed brothers they have a ton of momentum heading into this matchup could they possibly come out as the winners here yeah it's going to come down to the creed brothers and pretty deadly i think and the creeds are going to win the creeds are going to win because julius creed is just going to knock roddy strong cold 
when Roddy tries to screw them. And it's going to get a gigantic pop, and it's finally going to happen where they oust Roddy from the diamond mind. Uh, but that's going to be my prediction there. I would love to see Roddy actually get like, when we talk about all these people like coming up to the main roster, I would like to see Roddy come up and actually get that that kind of main level main roster it, push like the rest of uh now he can now he can now he can right like he this is a guy who requested his release because he's like just let me go be with my friends and now he can get his actual own push on the main roster. i, I, I saw somebody i saw somebody repost the clip of uh, uh with dexter lomas coming back into the fold somebody reposted the clip of roddy just sprinting down the street running away from Texas. <laughs> hey we could we can revisit that again when we call him up i mean dexter's just you know stalking well dexter's got a new a new crush right like he's just stalking miz every uh every step of the way there i still have no idea what he actually did uh, he did something miz. to miz <laughs> i mean seriously the way miz is acting i mean it, it's got to be butt stuff i don't know what else it yeah was it, it, oh my gosh it wasn't i don't know it wasn't it wasn't totally on television i don't know how you put what could it out what could it possibly be i don't know I'm not going to ask you that, Samira, but I am going to ask you who's winning this matchup. Who's walking away? The undisputed NXT Tag Team Champions. Who do you like? Gosh, this is, I don't know. This is a tough one because all teams are really good. I'm I'm not really sure, honestly. I feel like um, so many titles are going to change hands that that this is going to be the one that does it. Yeah. (sighs) I don't know. Um... I like Gallus. Like, I really, really do. And I'm not just saying that because I'm a Gallus homer, but I think that this would be a great way to kind of establish them on NXT now that they've arrived is to say, hey, look, we're, we're here to be serious players and we're going to take all the gold in this matchup. So I, I, my, I like Gallus to pick up the win in this. I really do. My favorite theme in UK is the Gallus theme, too. <laughs> and it would right. be a good thing to shake things up, too. Yeah, and I, I think that's a lot of what Triple H, I, I would not be surprised if this weekend is a major shakeup across the board, uh, and we got plenty to dive into on that. Uh, Mandy Rose is uh, approaching a, a stratosphere only the likes of Asuka and Shayna Baszler uh, have accomplished with her NXT Women's Championship run, but she's got some stiff competition in this triple threat match to unify the NXT UK Championships and the NXT Women's title. Blair Davenport is somebody that I really, really like. I, I got her as a dark horse in this, but there's something that's telling me, Jeremy, that Mandy Rose is going to find a way by hook or by crook to unify these championships and win again. Every time I think she's finally going to lose and they're going to move toxic attraction up to the main roster, which is always a theme and a topic of conversation anytime we talk about NXT. It's such a crutch here for us, but you know it's, it's always there. I think Mandy Rose well, is going to win. I can't pick her until she loses. She's kind of reached that role yeah. category for me now where it's like, I'll believe when she loses when she actually loses. Yeah, and at this point, Tox, uh, Gigi and uh, JC are not in the title match. So this now is where I finally feel comfortable saying Mandy Rose is going to drop the title because uh, that they're going to finally call up tra- uh, Toxic Attraction just because now they will not have the gold um i've been going back and forth on this here um but i honestly think miko held held up the uk belt for a very long time mandy's held the nxt title for a very long time so i feel like blair davenport's gonna win this match i wouldn't be mad at it honestly she's very very good and and much like you know gala same mindset is hey hey here i'm here 
present me as a major way. Now I'm walking away with all the gold and, and, you know, people are going to take, uh, take her seriously. Samira, who do you like in this one? I like everybody, but I've been like so stuck between Mandy and Miko, honestly, because on one hand you got Mandy. She's like, like you said, you know, she's just been winning and winning. Like, and I feel like there's going to be like some way where she's just going to take them all down. But at the same time, I don't know. Miko just has something. And I feel like we, there's so much buzz around her specifically too, that I've been seeing a lot lately. And I'm just like, I don't know that she could be coming in. I don't know. I think I'm going to go though with you, Rick, and say it could be Mandy because every single time she's just winning. So I think this would be like a, it would be big for her too. Like, especially against the, uh, Miko and Blair. I don't know. I think she's going to take it. Yeah. And it's like every time they present somebody up to Mandy Rose and it's like, oh, okay, well, clearly they're setting up Cora Jade to win this title. Nope. Clearly they're setting up Roxanne Perez to win this title. Nope. Clearly they're setting up Nikita Lyons to win this championship. Ah, ah. Well, I, 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 I felt Blair was going to pin Miko anyways if the NXT UK wasn't going to get taken down. So I think that's what's going to happen is Mandy does not get pinned here and Blair pins Miko. Final match for Worlds Collide is going to unify the NXT Championship and the NXT UK Championships. By the way, can I just say, like, I'm genuinely sad that these matches are happening because outside of the United States Championship belt, those NXT UK titles are the most gorgeous in all of WWE, and I'm sad that they're probably going away now. Like, can we somehow find a way to, to bring those, like, instead of, like, the old, like, European championship. Can we just make like the UK title like a mid card championship on the main roster and just keep that gorgeous title, please? Because I, I I like to see it. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> Jeremy, who's walking away? We got Braun Breaker. We got Tyler Bate, the wrestling master. What is he gonna do? Who's gonna I have a. Uh, I'm gonna stick with my guns and say the only title that that retains is the tag, the men's tag titles. I'm gonna say Tyler Bate beats Braun Breaker here. It is time for a change it's been a lackluster run in my opinion for braun breaker the stories behind the north american title have been more intriguing it has felt more like an a championship so i think there needs to be a reboot with the nxt championship i feel like any moment now that bronze should get the call up we've been saying that for months just like mandy rose it felt like it was going to happen at wrestlemania because he had that yeah. cup of coffee on raw hell he beat Dolph yeah. Yeah. For the uh, NXT championship on Raw, which felt so random because he had just lost at Stand and Deliver. And they're like, oh, okay, hey. he's coming up. No, nope, three days later, we're getting all title changes and nothing that happened at Stand and Deliver really mattered. So Gunther put the fear of God in Tyler Bate. Tyler Bate's not gonna not gonna fail now. <laughs> I I do think that I do think as as well as Triple H has shaped shaped and, and remolded these rosters and added to the depth, there are still some some high level spots that are still open on, on the SmackDown side specifically. I think they need one more top level baby face in the women's division might be Sasha Banks and Naomi that could plug that there. Um, but they still need like somebody, especially in like the mid card title scene. And I think a guy like broad breaker coming up challenging Gunther, that could be a great spot for him. Uh, to kind of they did wrestle once in uh, NXT, did they not? Gunther and Braun Breaker. I think Braun yeah. won that one, uh, surprisingly enough. Um, so that yeah. could be a, a you could play off of that because at least we know now they're going to be keeping continuity between NXT and the main <laughs> roster. So that's an yeah. actual thing now, thankfully. So they can kind of play off that. We saw that with Theory and Johnny Gargano so far. Um, 
I do like Tyler Bate in this one. I think uh, I think Braun is one of those guys who's going to get pegged to come up here soon, and I think the same with with Carmelo. We already know that uh, Legato Del Fantasma is coming up here sooner rather than later. They'll show up at some point, I'm sure. Thankfully, all all together as a group. Uh, but I do like I do like Tyler Bate because I agree with you. I think it is time to shake things up. How do you feel about this one, Samira? I'm going with the rest of you guys and saying Tyler B. I think it's time for Braun Breaker to get called up to the main roster. And like you said, it's time for a shakeup. We're getting, you know, UK is invading NXT, regular NXT. So I think it's time for titles to switch hands and he'll get called up to the main roster. And we'll see what Tyler Bate has to do down in NXT. Yeah, I tell you what, Tyler Bate was uh, a big part of regular NXT for a long time with Mustache Mountain. He's no stranger to it. I feel like he could be a perfect flag bearer to uh, to get that brand back on track and to get some high level title matches uh, out out of uh, out of uh, the uh, the top prize on NXT. Yeah, and I look, I think with a lot of these guys that are down there, right? It's it's got to be to a point where, you know. I can I kind of hate to say this, but it, it you got to take NXT, I think, and do it as kind of like a year over year season, right? And then you kind of have to make a decision, just like you would with any like minor league baseball team, right? If you got a dude who's been down in AAA for for two years or three years, it's like okay, you got to make a, a a choice: is this guy going to make your main roster or is he not? And with with WWE constantly refreshing and signing talent and doing all of these tryouts and auditions, if they, if NXT is truly going to be a developmental brand, year over year, all right, you're either coming up to the main roster or I'm sorry, you're you're not going to make it in this company this time around. We'll see how it goes. So I think that's it's time for a refreshing of the entire roster and especially with them bringing all over the all these UK people over. I think it'd be a great time for a reset for all people like Mello and and Mandy and and Braun Breaker to come up. So uh, we'll see. And, and on and on top of that, that's been announced that you know they are now with Vince out of power, they are now going to be more receptive to bringing in indie guys again too. So it's not yeah. going to be just the people from the performance center. So it could be uh, obviously guys from AEW. That, uh, exactly. and that was the other time. thing is start the clock because there yeah. will be people whose contracts are coming up here soon who are going to come over to WWE. It's just going to happen. Yeah. And that's going to make things even more fun. I've always mm. said everybody's having fun and it's great to see these guys, former WWE guys find jobs during like the, the dark days of all the releases and everything. I always thought this war was going to get fun, man, when it was a two way street and Cody mm. was the first one. And so far, yes. Cody's been the only one. Uh, yeah. if, still, if, if, um, if Alan Angels' contract ended f- a few months later, I would have not been surprised to see him on NXT. To be I still wouldn't be surprised if the next person who shows up is Ricky Starks. That is just a, a Ooh. hunch. Ooh. That is just a hunch, uh, for me. And again, I'm looking at the fact that he's close with Cody. This is a guy who signed in 2019, 2020, probably to somewhere around a three-year deal. So he's going to be his contract's going to be up soon. They haven't done a whole lot with him so far. And now all of a sudden toward the end of what would be a three-year deal, he's starting to get a singles push. Like I think the, there's a, there's a lot of smoke there for me and I wouldn't throw another name. I'll throw another name out there for you. Matt Cardona. Oh, but at the same time, I feel that happens in WWE, not like just like AEW. I feel like we've seen that in the past where, you know, Hey, somebody's contract is getting up and they're putting them on TV more. So they'll push them <laughs> to resign. Like we've seen that. Before. Oh yeah. Rick, Ricky got that push. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He got a good push. I don't know. I don't know if I could see Ricky making the jump over. I don't know. 
Oh, I could. Uh, with Triple H in charge now, I definitely could. I think there's a lot of people that are going to jump over with Triple H in charge. Uh, definitely. Again, though, they're going to have time to see how people like Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa and things like that are, are going to get pushed uh, on the main roster. And look, Triple H is making a lot of really positive changes. He's still got work to do. Yeah. He's, he's made some really positive changes. And speaking of which, let's change scenery here as we move on from Worlds Collide to Clash at the Castle, which is actually taking place uh, first Saturday. Special start time, 1 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, 10 a.m. for all you West Coast people. So get up early, get ready. Just kind of a preview if your football team's playing on the East Coast uh, during the NFL season. Like, I would kind of love that, actually, waking up at, like, nine o'clock on on a sun listen to me i have two kids like i could sleep in until nine o'clock but not having to wait until one o'clock in the afternoon or four o'clock to watch football i would kind of love that uh to be completely honest with you but no thank you <laughs> well, you don't get up until four in the afternoon jeremy all right so eh, two jeremy oh, Jesus. on the weekends <sighs> i can't, i couldn't even tell you the last time i slept seven seven thirty during the week at least Got to catch up on my sleep. I don't get it during the week. I like the idea of Saturday morning wrestling. I like that. Yeah, that used to be a thing all the time. Yeah. (laughs) That used to be a thing all the time. What was it? Saturday morning slam or whatever the heck it was called back in the day. Yeah. Yeah, Superstars was on Mm -hmm. Sunday mornings. Yes. Good times. You know, watch watch Superstars and then watch Power Rangers and the X-Men cartoon. Man, it's taking back, baby. Yes. Uh, Before we dive into all these matches, guys, make sure to hammer the thumbs up button. Make sure to hammer that subscribe button uh, as well. We are closing in on 500 subscribers and we really, really appreciate uh, all the support. And after we're done here. Make sure to go over and check out my conversation with Shayna Baszler, which dropped uh, uh, on Wednesday. So, yeah, that would have been yesterday. It dropped. So uh, make sure to check that out. We we dove into a lot, uh, including whether or not she's, quote, unquote, back, because that is a tweet that I've seen uh, very often is, oh, my God, Shayna Baszler's back. So I asked her about all those tweets, asked her about her friendship, possible partnership with Ronda Rousey, Triple H taking over, and the fact that this is her first title match since wrestlemania 36 thank you that's what i when i when i saw she has had one televised world title shot since coming up to the main roster and it was that loss to becky lynch at wrestlemania 36 how about about kevin owens it's been five years okay i get i understand that's a problem but at least he's had title shots at least he's had opportunities to win Shayna Baszler has been booked in a title match since WrestleMania 36. And let's start right there. She's going to be taking on Liv Morgan. And Liv's title run, let's be honest here, it's she has <laughs> suffered probably of all the questionable booking decisions that Triple H has made. All of them have surrounded Liv Morgan, right? Like <laughs> um, they had an opportunity to, to book her as a, a serious, credible champion out of the gate at SummerSlam. She had the fluke win at um, Money in the Bank when she cashed in. Okay, that's understandable. That's what the Money in the Bank contract is designed for. So her first major world title defense is going to be at SummerSlam in Nashville, Nissan Stadium in front of 40,000 fans or whatever the heck it was. It was probably more like 32, but the 45,000 that they said. All right, big match. Ronda Rousey, who's never cleanly lost a match in her entire WWE career. They had a chance to really make and solidify Liv Morgan, and they went in the complete opposite direction. They had her get her butt whooped for a majority of the four and a half minutes they were in the ring together, 
And then in the end, she won because she was able to leverage an arm bar into a pin. But she didn't really win because she actually tapped out, which went against the entire buildup of this was, yes, I know you're better than me, but I want this more than you. And I'm going to fight and find a way and somehow and I'm not going to quit. I'm not going to give this up. And what happens? She quits. She quits in the damn match. She gives up. And the only reason that Ronda Rousey is not the women's champion is because the ref missed it, right? Like it was a, a, a freaking AAC football game. The referee just blew the call. And what happens? Liv Morgan, one of your most over bases in the company, white hot, gets you tapped out chance and booze the next week on SmackDown. Like, oh, y'all fucked up on that one. And now Shayna Baszler has stepped in into the Ronda Rousey role, and we're playing the exact same storyline over. Can she hack it? Is she credible? Can she beat somebody like Shayna Baszler who should just tear her apart, right? Ronda Rousey might get involved here. Maybe her suspension gets lifted on SmackDown tomorrow night. I don't know. Maybe they turn this into a triple threat match. But let's treat it like it is right now. Shayna versus Liv Morgan. Jeremy, can they salvage Liv Morgan's title run here and get this thing on track? Uh, no, because I didn't think they were going to do it at SummerSlam. I thought they were going to give it right back to Ronda. Now that Triple H is back in charge, I just feel like they are going to reset Liv somehow uh, Again, and build her back at it. Yeah. billionth time in her career. Yeah. Like, God, I, I, I just, God, just, I mean, ever since Triple H has taken over, I have not felt confident in Liv holding that belt. There is more money in a, uh, you know, whether it be a pay-per-view in between or Survivor Series. There is a lot of money in a Shayna Baszler, Ronda Rousey title fight. Sure. And uh, to start with that, uh, Shayna's got a win on sa- on uh, on Saturday. I just, I just have felt that Liv has been on shaky ground. Just, I just don't feel confident under this new era. Liv has been on shaky ground since 2019. Yeah, I just don't feel... She's been drugged through the creative process over and over and over. First, she was a lesbian, and then she was in a tag team, and then she turned on her tag team partner, and then they were back in a tag team, and then she was put (laughs) in another tag team, and now she's finally getting a singles run. She's the most over person at Money in the Bank. She loses. She gets taken off TV for six weeks after she was the most over person in Money in the Bank and started the whole process over again. Finally, Becky Lynch coming back, puts her over, gets her in a good spot, and now she's a SmackDown Women's Champion after winning Money in the Bank this year. And you're telling me they're going to reset her again? Yeah, I just I I just don't feel confident in her as a champion ever since Triple H has taken over. Just I just have not felt she has been the crippled weakling ever since Triple H has taken over. I just I feel like Shane is going to step on that arm, break it and end it. I think it's going to be a 5-minute match. I look, I just have not felt confident uh, since Triple H has taken over. And that's, I that feel belt. like that's kind of been the story. And if you remember, that's ex- Samir, that's exactly what we did with Nikki A.S.H. last year. Nikki wins money in the bank. And then the whole story build up toward her match at SummerSlam with Charlotte was. Does she deserve it? Can is she actually the true women's champion? Does you know, can she carry it? And then that that storyline's great, but it only works if she comes out on top in the end. Nikki did not come out on top in the end. Liv Morgan at least survived past SummerSlam, but they didn't do her any favors with the way that they, they booked that because they valued protecting Ronda Rousey 
over solidifying Liv as a credible world title contender. They honestly, in my opinion, they they owe her a make good this weekend. Like, I know the internet is torn. Like, oh my god, Liv deserves this chance, but Shayna's so overdue. We want Shayna to win because fans are fickle. But whatever, fickle. I feel like Liv has to win and win decisively this weekend. She has to. I don't know. I I I'm like so torn. Because, like, I understand that. Like, Liv is, she is good. But, and it's like, if she doesn't win this, like, what's going to happen to her? Like, how do you make her, then, like, how do you come back from that for her? Where are they going to take that for her? Win the Rumble. But they're going to wait that long. You're going to, what are you going to do in between now and then the Rumble for her to, you know, to make it, make her better? To make people like, okay, like to take her more seriously to give her a good run. So I don't know. It's like if she doesn't win this, what's going to happen to her? And I mean, at the same time, Shayna's very, very good. Like we saw her as she was, you know, down in NXT. And like, I felt like they really like then dropped the ball with that as she's been here on the main roster sometimes. Like you don't like she wasn't like the same as she was on NXT. So that that's also a tricky thing. It's because it's like, okay, if she loses as well, like how how are we going to keep her as well on a good run and stay, you know, as like a badass as she is. I mean, like you, you I, still I, can, but I don't know. But I, I think I'm going to have to choose Liv Morgan here because I don't understand. Like if she loses, what's going to happen to her? Like, what do you, how are you going to salvage that? Yeah. Cause I do think, and I agree with you. Cause I think there are more avenues for Shayna Baszler. Should she lose this match? than there are for Liv Morgan, Liv Morgan, it goes, okay, where do we go from here with Shayna Baszler? You have options, right? You can either, well, the, the clear answer is to do something with Ronda Rousey, whether oh. that's feud with imagine, one another. Imagine, or, imagine, a, imagine tagging against Sasha and Naomi. That's my point. That's exactly where I was going is put them together as like the female version of the Brothers of Destruction. Like just yeah. have them absolutely dominate the tag team division. I think that would be a fantastic piece for both of them. And really feel... add like this big monster to the women's tag team division that is missing major credible teams right now yeah i just feel the shift like the way that they presented her as a killer like she originally was in nxt is coming back and i just feel like somebody didn't watch my interview with Shayna baszler i just feel like <laughs> i just feel like she is hey i had to work uh -huh. i um i just feel like there's a shift i just have no confidence and live under triple h and i've got much more confidence in Shayna under Triple H right now. Yeah, it took it took Triple H all of a week to put Shayna Baszler into into this spot after 889 days since her last title match yeah. uh, and counting. So I, I know the last thing that Shayna would want to do is go back into the tag team division. But again, I think the I think the thing you have to do with Liv is get her out of somehow out of this cloud of Shayna and Ronda with the championship, whether it be with a, a, a clean win over Shayna this week and eventually a clean win over Ronda because you still have out there Liv Morgan's white whale. Like this, this title run for Liv Morgan cannot end until she beats Charlotte Flair. That has always been the benchmark for Liv Morgan as a competitor is I'm ready to take that next level. Oh, I'm going to wrestle Charlotte Flair. She got her ass kicked. I'm ready to take that next level. I wrestle Charlotte Flair, gets her ass kicked, disappears for several months and then returns as the lesbian thing right with lana so i i think this is the the angle that she that's the test that's the benchmark and that will finally deliver Liv morgan 
as a real, true, credible champion. So somehow, by hook or by crook, get her out of this thing with Ronda and Shayna. Get her into a program with Charlotte. Have her beat Charlotte clean as a sheet because they don't care about protecting Charlotte. She's got all that equity build up. Doesn't matter. You can make Liv Morgan that way. And then after that's over, she can lose to whoever, man. Like, I, I don't care. She can drop it at that point. Who cares? Yeah, I, I feel like that was the plan under Vince. But that was, I that's think that was how they were, that, that that were going to. That would be yeah, one that of the two that he had. Yeah. That was a good idea. I think that was going, I, I feel like that would have been the plan under Vince. But I don't feel it right now until I see it. I don't feel it. Uh, one feud that needs to culminate and needs to end on Saturday because everybody involved just needs to move <laughs> the F on. Uh, we have Edge and Mysterio uh, taking on Finn Balor uh, and Damian Priest of the Judgment Day. I'm disappointed this is not a six-person intergender trios match because yeah. Dominic and Rhea need to be in this damn match. Those two either need to fight. Wait a, wait a minute. What? Oh. You calling Dominic a girl? No. I mean, inter- <laughs> if if Rhea's in it, it's intergender. Oh my Jesus. god. Jesus. <laughs> Those two either need to fight or hook up or one of the two and just call it a day uh and get this over with. This should be a triple threat match. I'd love to see Beth involved. I think Beth and Rhea are gonna get involved in this, as is Dominic. But this needs to be the final blow-off match between all of these people involved. And much like Liv needs to beat Shayna, I'm sorry. Judgment Day needs to get over on edge. That needs to be the story. That needs to be the culmination. Don't pin Rey Mysterio. That's an easy out, even though he's a guaranteed Hall of Famer. You don't take out edge and call him the weak link and then lose to edge every single opportunity you get to go up against him. Uh, Edge cost them the match at SummerSlam against Rey Mysterio and Dominic. Edge beat Damian Priest in the main event of Monday Night Raw in Toronto. It can't be a clean sweep. It cannot be. You will kill Judgment Day. Judgment Day is already on thin ice with a lot of fans right now. I think if they lose this match, they're not going to take Judgment Day seriously. If you're going to book Judgment Day as this group that is going to take over this three-headed dragon that's an absolute monster and has plans to to win championships and, and, and sweep across WWE like a plague, they have to beat Edge this weekend. It has to be the Judgment Day. And because of that, I'm picking Judgment Day to get this match done. I'm picking them to win. Jeremy, who are you going with? Yeah, I'm going to go with Judgment Day uh, based on what I saw on Monday. Rhea knows she has complete control of Dominic, and she's going to use that to her advantage. Putting Dom and Dominic. Yeah, yeah, damn right. (laughs) Uh, They're going to they're going to fight and they're going to love. They're going to do some. They're going to do both at the same time. Hot hate love going on there at the at the same time too. Probably Uh, they're going to fight and love at the same time. Uh, that distraction is going to cost uh, Edge and, and Ray. Uh, I don't think it's going to be a a heel turn, so to speak, because I don't really want Dominic in the Judgment Day. I think it's going to be Rhea so, having holding her power over Dom. That's going to cost uh, Ray and Edge, though. Okay, so have both of you read actually like read the Dracula book? Like, if I say Renfield, do you know who I'm talking about? Thirty years ago, maybe. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> so like. Ren- Renfield was like Dracula's like slave, like his bitch boy, right? I could definitely see a role where that's how Dominic joins Dudge- Judgment Day is as Rhea's little bitch boy and just does whatever that she wants. Like, oh, she- can he be on a leash? 
please. That's what I'm oh thinking. Oh my god! Right? Like they Stop walked this. him down to the ring. Like she walks him down to the ring, like 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 a dog. Like he is just on a chain and a collar, and he does whatever Rio this wants is, because he is like this is Shaniqua and the Bashams all over again. Oh my god! What is happening right now? I'm just saying, right? That would be the most interesting Dominic's character has been since he wrestled Seth Rollins at SummerSlam two years ago. That would be the most interesting his character has been. That would be some development for him. Who knew we were going to have a custody of Dominic match uh, 15 years later after the first? Ray versus Rhea, give it to me, baby. Put Dominic on a pole. Dominic on a pole match. Let's go. Let's get nuts. Anything could happen in the Triple H era. Samara, who's winning? Is it Edge and Ray or is it Judgment Day? We've completely broken her. (laughs) Oh, my God. I can't. Poor Dominic on the pole. You had no idea what you were getting into, did you? (gasps) Oh, my God. I can't. No, don't worry. This is funny for me. (laughs) (laughs) But, oh, my God. Yeah, I definitely think Judgment Day needs to win this. And because if they definitely, because they put over, because you can't have these Hall of Fame. Of course, they're going to, you know, Ray's going to be a Hall of Famer, but, you know, it's time for new faces to take over. And, you know, they already, like, took down, they took Edge out of the group once, and this will solidify it all. So you have to do that to put them over, because if they win, then what happens at Judgment Day? There is no Judgment Day. So what's, like, what's the point after that? Because Edge was the first leader, so what do you... Exactly. If he, It just wouldn't make sense. And I definitely think that, you know, Rhea and Dominic and Beth, even we'll probably get involved in this match. I think this is going to turn into a bigger thing than we think it will be. I think this is, this is the prime time and I'm, I was joking about it, but I was still serious. This is the prime time to finally pull the trigger on the Dominic. Oh, I'm serious. It's like this, this is one, <laughs> this is 100% the time to do it where Dom costs his dad and edge the match because he's pissed off that he's not in it. He's got that teenage angst, even though he's 23 years old, uh, <laughs> 23 year olds are still idiots. Right. I was at that age. I'm 23. Um, I'm sorry. I have no <laughs> yeah, like, I'm 23. Well, look at the, look not at everybody, that. not all 23 year olds are idiots. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, look at that. Look at that. Look good. at that haircut though. I mean, come uh, on. I mean, Dom. Uh, <laughs> he's already making poor choices. Women with that mature haircut. faster than men. That is just a scientific <laughs> fact. So I was very immature at age 23. You got your shit together. So good for you. You uh, don't, you don't, you don't want to know what I did at 23. What? You don't want to know what I did at 23. Um, nobody likes you when you're 23 that's right that's, that's a blink 182 song by it the way, is for, the, for those year olds who don't understand what's, that reference anywho what's my, what's my age again so now that i've removed my foot from my mouth here uh basically what I'm saying <laughs> yeah, is, that was a good one i'm 23 i'm 23 <laughs> of course of all the fucking numbers anywho so the point is it's time to pull the trigger with dominic do something different with him i think Judgment Day can win this match by cheating or by getting help, and it doesn't matter. It's the fact that they get one over on edge. That's the whole point. They get the victory here. Any loss is detrimental to Judgment Day at this point, so it's got to be them. Uh, and I, I hope shit. that Triple H knows Shit, that. I said I said three, I said two or three months ago that when Judgment Day was already broken, I'm like, these guys need to go undefeated the rest of the year. And well, that didn't happen yet either. No. But no, they, um, there was no reason why they couldn't have won at SummerSlam and then have Edge return. Yeah. Edge returning and then costing them the match. I didn't, I did not agree with. They could have beat the Mysterios easily, dominated them, pulled out the Kertos, right? And, and gone to just decimate them and take them out. It's, and then Edge could have returned. I don't know why. Still they do the, the great in entrance in it. Yeah. And you yes, can still do the great exactly. entrance and everything. Could have done I think everything. This is, 
I think this is also a good opportunity if, you know, Dominic were to cross over onto Judgment Day, what we could see him do without his dad. So I think this would also be a great opportunity for him. And I don't think Ray's gone on record saying he never wants to do it, but man, that would be a WrestleMania match right there, father versus son. Uh, well, hey, a couple of things here. Yes, I agree with you. It, it opens up Dominic because so far his entire character and his entire run is, hey, I'm Ray's son. Let's find out who the hell Dominic is. And I'm not saying like being Rhea Ripley's bitch boy is exactly. Well, just like Jim, just like Jimmy John's, he's a sub above. <sighs> don't be proud of listening <laughs> for that one. Just don't, don't, don't. I wouldn't we got a new sponsor now. <laughs> Sweet Jesus. I'll take one. Like, don't get me wrong. <laughs> but anywho, regardless, uh, this would this is a great opportunity. And I think this would be great to open up Ray and let him do his own thing instead of being a babysitter. Like, that's what Ray has yeah. been. The last two years is dominant. Yeah, it, yeah. Because I mean, you got to have one more. You got to have one more world title run with him before he hangs it up. I, I don't I know about can... that, but give me, like, give me a a feud with Santos Escobar. Oh like, yeah, give me something fun. Give me some good shit going on with him. There's a lot that you can do besides nostalgia. Oh hey, Edge and Ray were one were tag team champions 20 years ago. Like there's more that you can do with him than being a babysitter and, and playing the hits uh, with Rey Mysterio. So I think it would be a clean break uh, for everybody involved. Um, this oh, is a match that we were supposed to get at SummerSlam, and then it was pulled, which reportedly pissed off a lot of people uh, involved with the match, and probably <clears throat> rightfully so. Mm. But Triple H had an idea in mind, apparently, mm -hmm. and I think he has made the absolute right call by pushing this match off, Matt Riddle, Yes, I said Matt Riddle. He's got the M-A-T-T -T back, thankfully. Going up against the drip god Seth Rollins. These two Ooh. have really heated things up this week. The 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 after footage segment, like the side-by-side -side interview was good. It was all right. And then we went full like TMZ mode afterward where Rollins is is calling out Riddle for being a bitch and that his own family doesn't want anything to do with him. That's why his wife divorced his bitch ass. We got Riddle dropping F-bombs. These dudes are fighting in the parking lot. They're fighting in the stands. They're fighting after the show's over. These two want to rip each other apart. And a match that I was like, like okay, that's going to be fun for SummerSlam. I now can't wait to watch Saturday at Clash at the Castle. And this is an interesting one, Jeremy, because these are two dudes for the last several months who have been putting other people over. Yeah. They really both need a win here. Who gets it? Um, Yeah, I love that they did a callback to John Jones and Daniel Cormier with the after they went off the air thing. That was brilliant. I mean, the only thing they didn't do was he didn't call him a, a pussy. Like, that's yeah. what they you still, you still there, put you still there, pussy. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, and, and obviously there was no build. This was just going to be your steal the show match because there was no build to it at SummerSlam, and now there's a build, and it's been a tremendous build. Uh, you know, we trust in Triple H, and look what we got. We got uh, some great stuff over the last couple weeks between these two guys. Uh, Matt Riddle is going to win uh, because he's going to get clear, but all right. I think he's going to win because Seth can afford to lose, uh, but they need to keep, they need to keep Riddle hot until Randy comes back. And I don't know if Randy's going to be typical Randy. Uh, it's all uh, sunshines and roses day one. He comes back and then he hits Riddle with an RKO. That's how I feel like it's going to be. Eh, maybe, but,
but Randy's had a lot of pull because remember that our that RK bro thing was only supposed to last one night, but uh, uh, Randy it loved it so much. Um, but, but I think Randy's been on record saying RK bro was like the most fun he's had in his mm-hmm. entire career, which is why I don't think they're going to go to that old thing. Like you, you remember when uh, Shawn Michaels and Triple H got back together and then Triple H turned on him that night. Yeah. Uh, you know that that's going to be Vince logic that I don't think it's going to happen. I think RK bro is going to reform, but in the meantime, I think needs him. Yeah. Yeah, and in the meantime, in order to keep RK Bro hot, you should keep Riddle hot. Uh, Rollins will be fine. Rollins has already uh, solidified himself as a, 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 a he could he'll be fine with this loss. I, I, think. I feel like we've said that a lot though. Rollins will be fine. He's got equity built up. He's got equity built up. He can lose to Cody Rhodes three times. He can lose to Edge two out of three times. He can lose to Kevin Owens and whoever the hell else is on the roster at this point. Yeah, but look at the run he had before. So, you know, you got to you gotta have your downs with your ups, but at the same time, you're still in marquee matchups. So it's yeah. not really a loss in the end anyways. I don't envy Triple H having to pull a call, having to make a call here because I think both of these guys are kind of owed, owed one because they really <laughs> yeah. have been putting every single person. Riddle has been on a massive losing streak ever since Randy left. You say you want to heat him up. Who knows when Randy's coming back because he's yeah. got that back issue and he had to have surgery. They said maybe by the end of 2022, but who knows if that's actually going to happen. I do agree with you, though. The The build to this match heading into SummerSlam was all around, ha, 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 your tag team partner's gone. Instead yeah. of Vince realizing that there was at one point real life heat between these guys that centered around their families, and that's money blurring the lines between reality and TV and the fact that these guys hated each other to the fact that... Uh, Seth Rollins wanted nothing to do with Riddle, didn't want to work with him, literally just sacrificed himself in a Survivor Series match instead of working with with Matt Riddle. Like, there was so much that you could build off of there, and Triple H has done that and dove into that history, and it's made this build really, really well. I don't envy him in picking a winner. Samara, who do you like in this one? I don't know. It's tough because, like, they both need a win here. And I was going to say Matt Riddle because, like, you know, you put over the younger guy and, like, but at the same time, it's like Seth's been losing as well. Like lose, lose, lose. Like he's been like, you know, I need one more chance at this. I need this. I need that. And he he didn't have like a WrestleMania match. Like and he kept complaining about it and he got one. And then we saw that like, uh, like, and then SummerSlam got taken away from him and then like them showing up and doing that whole thing. So it's like, how much more can you have Seth Rollins also lose like after like this whole year? And I'm just like, I don't know. I'm not sure who exactly wins here. I don't. It's because they both need it. They both really need this to win. And I'll tell you what, though, if they split the belts like the networks want uh, and that we want, honestly, uh, it makes no sense to have them unified at this point. You know, you may, you keep Riddle hot instantly. You got it. He's never been in the main event. He's never been in the world title scene. You got so you keep uh, him well, hot. You got did. him there. He, no, he did. He, remember, he had that banger with Roman Reigns on uh, on. Spotify oh yeah, and, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah. Um, and that was his shot. And remember, he doesn't get an opportunity, right? He lost that match, so he doesn't as get as long as Roman's champion. Well, yeah. as but long if they as Roman's split champion. the belts, but if they split the belts, he's if on they Raw, split the belts, so. if they split the belts, the other thing is Roman's no longer going to be the champion. So that does open up Matt Riddle. But there is, don't forget, there's that floating ghost out there by the name of Cody Rhodes. He's going to be coming back at some point, probably around January. There's this big event where like 30 you think, people. You think involved. he pulls a John Cena and shows up so much earlier? Just oh, I 
yeah, absolutely. They put that nine month time frame on there because that's what they always do. They always overinflate everything, right? Um, except in the case of Bailey, who they said nine months Ugh. for Bailey and it ended up being over a year before they, they finally put her back on TV. Yeah. Um, but regardless, I think Cody shows up at the Rumble. I think he wins the damn thing, whether it's entering at 17, 29, whatever it is. I think he's going to win that. They set the stage for another match with Seth Rollins because uh, Rollins attacking a dude to put him out even longer when he had a completely torn peck and he was going to miss time anyway made no sense unless you're going to call back to it. Now, again, that was an old regime in place, so things could change, yeah. but the storyline is still there. So That's a match Rollins can't lose. <laughs> yeah, so if Cody comes back, wins the Royal Rumble, and is going to face Seth Rollins, who may or may not be WWE champion, you got to heat Rollins up, and you got to get to the point where he can win that world title, so I think he needs the win over Matt Riddle more, so I'm going to choose Seth Rollins in this one. Uh, speaking of a team that badly needs a win because let's just say they may in fact be in damage control mode after uh, Monday night where a tournament that seemed built around Dakota Kai and EO Sky ended up going in the opposite direction for whatever reason they had Raquel Rodriguez and Aaliyah win the tag team titles thanks to the interference of Oscar Alexa Bliss and Bianca Belair even though Dakota wasn't the legal woman and that match probably shouldn't count. And I'm sure they're going to revisit that after clash of the castle is over. But regardless, we have this trios match, a lot of talent here. Damage control Bailey's group. They, they need to assert their dominance here. They need to win that. They, they need this win. And if they don't get this win, I don't know what the hell triple H is thinking. They can, uh, they can join the judgment day. Yes, they're, they're, they're going down the judgment day path. Like this is a group and SB three has talked about this. We still haven't gotten like a clear cut motivation, uh, clear cut storyline for these three other than, Hey, these two are awesome. So I wanted them with me, which is simple storytelling, I guess, but I feel like there should be more to it. Um, they look this, this team of Bianca and Asuka and Alexa, it's an all-star team. But all-star teams are built to fail, right? This is a team that you don't miss a beat by having these guys lose. A loss to damage control this soon, a second one. Again, I, I'm going to use the word detrimental. I think it is. I, I think it would be very, very bad booking for them to lose again, even if it, there are shenanigans involved. Bailey's group has to get the win here. Has to, has to, has to. Samira, who do you like in this one? Damage control. I mean... They came in hot in SummerSlam. That was insane. Like I, I was there, and like the way the people were screaming, like it's, it was like awesome. And you're like, what happened with them in the past couple of weeks since SummerSlam? What happened? Like, how do you drop what they were doing? So they desperately need this win because if they don't win, that's gonna make them look really dumb. Like what, what just happened? It's like Judgment Day. They do need this win in order to keep going and make themselves look really good. Because if they don't, people are not going to really get behind it. They'll be like, so why did you bring them together and make it like this if they're just going to lose? And then if yeah. they reinstate the, the championship match, then they need to win that as well. Because you can't then come off of a pay-per-view win like that and then just lose again to the titles. Would it make sense? Yeah, there's a lot that it, that confuses me again about the booking of Monday. Uh, and again, there's a SB3 and I talked about this during our live stream on Tuesday about what they could possibly be doing here. And it, it, it made absolutely no sense to go with that. Again, I understand heating up a, a babyface tag team and trying to solidify another team and all of that makes sense. 
But with Sasha and Naomi possibly coming back, I think it made much more sense to have Damage Control be the one that has those tag team titles. So maybe they're going to revisit that here after Clash at the Castle. But again, I think if you're using what happened on Monday to just kind of set the stage for this match, I, I don't necessarily know if you needed to do that because what importance does that put on the women's tag team titles? Not a whole lot. Um, so this has to be damage control. I think this match needs to be utilized to set up Bianca's next challenger, whether it's somebody in damage control or Jeremy, possibly the Me? woman who said, and I quote, after SummerSlam is over, I'm coming after the Raw Women's Championship, and that would be the woman who is on Bianca's team in Alexa Bliss. She was looking at that Raw Women's Championship very lovingly, very Gollum-esque. Uh, on uh, on Monday Night Raw this week, yeah. I, I think that is something to watch on Saturday is the actions of Alexa Bliss. She has been eerily quiet and eerily underutilized since coming back in February. And has eerily had no direction. Yeah. Um, The tag title thing, I feel like, uh, why have Io and Dakota win if they're just going to lose to Sasha and Naomi? Because they put it on Sasha and Naomi. That's the point. They should have beat Sasha and Naomi. You're trying. That's Maybe. the whole point. You're trying to establish this group. They're talented is it, enough. Is it the damage control or just control? I thought it was it's, just it's, control. It's supposedly damage control. Oh, okay. that nobody knows because they haven't really made it official. They I think haven't you're made it locked official because they haven't gotten the. Uh, they haven't gotten like the copyrights and everything. I think I your lock of the night is Bailey pinning Bianca to win. I think that's your lock, and that maybe that's because of Alexa Bliss clocking Bianca. You never know. But I think your lock of the night is going to be, be as Bailey pinning Bianca, and that sets up your next title match. I don't want Bailey getting the pinfall here. Because again, this group shouldn't be about Bailey. This group should be much like Judgment Day early on. It should have been Edge letting, you know, the Damien and uh, and Rhea at the time flourishing under his tree and and elevating them right. I think I do think damage control is going to be all about elevating Dakota and EO, especially after Monday. I think one of them gets the pinfall over Bianca, mostly because Alexa is is clocking up. I don't want Bailey getting a world title shot. Like I don't want Bailey to be the next one to get the world title shot because I don't want Bailey losing. Because the next person that Bianca drops that title to should either be Alexa. Or it should be Rhea Ripley. Rhea Ripley looks like she's going to be tied up with Beth Phoenix uh, for at least a little bit after uh, a Clash at the Castle is over with. So I can know, see I, I can see Bailey hard. beating Bianca. Honestly, <sighs> boy, do you want to set the internet on fire again? Do you remember what happened the last time Bianca lost to a, a four horse woman? All right, do you really want to set the internet on fire again? <laughs> yes, yeah, but we're 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 far. We're gonna we're gonna be at that point. We're going to be far enough from Bianca's title win to, uh, um, yeah, I, I feel like I, I feel like Bailey's going to beat her, but we'll see. There's options. There's definitely options because that women's roster on Raw is just absolutely stacks, stacks yep. on stacks on stacks at this point, and they're probably going to continue to add to it, and that's a really, really good thing. It's a good problem to have when you have twelve women who could compete for a world title, and some of them are going to be parked on the bench for a little bit. I do think Alexa has been parked on the bench for far too long, so I would go with her uh, next. Um, much like Ricochet and Mello, um, we all win here. Uh, yeah. this, this is a match that... Why does Gunther look like a grandpa here? Um, <laughs> yeah, that's a bad render. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. 
Would you like I mean, a that, Werther's original Seamus? Hey, that's that's a that's a badass grandpa right there, man. That's all I'm gonna say. That is a grandpa that will kick your ass and cave your chest in. All right. That's that's oh my God. yeah, that's um hmm, I don't know. I think it's the hair. Grandpa the Gunther. Hair, right? Grandpa Gunther is gonna beat the holy piss out of uh Seamus. <laughs> Again, I loved the promo exchange between these two on Friday night. Uh, Seamus basically reminding everybody, you know, people who are like 23 years old and don't remember who Seamus used to be, uh, (laughs) you know, beating the people, beating people like Triple H and John Cena and winning world titles and winning Royal Rumbles and winning money in the bank. It's been a long time. Samira was 16 the last time Sheamus was in the main event title picture, right? So, for it, your information, I remember all this stuff, okay? <laughs> all right. All right. Now I'm just all 23 year olds except Samira would be like, <laughs> like I said, you have your shit together. Uh, he's, anyway. also, he's also Triple H's boy, too. So, yeah. He is Triple H's boy. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> um, I don't think there's a prayer that he wins this match because you're not going to derail what everything that you've built with Gunther. This is just the fact that we're getting a banger. A banger, gonna... after banger after banger after banger after banger, which is what Seamus says that he does, which he's yeah, absolutely he's, right. He's been the most consistent wrestler over the past two years. I love the fact that they are putting an emphasis on the Intercontinental Championship. They are putting an emphasis on who Seamus used to be and who he still is. Yep. And then Gunther is still going to come out there and just be, you know, uh, Ivan Drago. Is that a reference yeah. you understand, Samira? Ivan Drago <laughs> is just going to come in and he is going to break Seamus at clash at the castle and just decimate this man it's gonna be a fight and it should be a fight this ain't gonna be no wrestling match i don't want to see holds i want to see two dudes beating the bloody piss out of each other armbar i don't know if like if these two do like the only like wrestling move we should see is like the collar elbow tie up and then somebody get chucking into a corner after that just give me a good old irish bare knuckle boxing match that's what i want to see out of these two dudes i want to see welts and blood and chest, chest caving in. That's what I want to see out of this bad boy. That's you said welts and blood. It almost sounded like you're gonna say piss after that. Well, which also may you might see piss too. You, you never know. know. What? Let it fly. Whatever you do, just don't put any beers on, on ringside. We we saw how that almost killed freaking Drew McIntyre. Uh, and that uh, what was it? The the, the good old fashioned Donnie Brook match at the end. Yeah. Um, I expect this match to be very Sheamus McIntyre esque, but maybe even to the next level because. Gunther is just that dude, man. But I do expect Gunther to retain uh, the Intercontinental Championship, Samira. Yeah, I agree with you here. Gunther has to, you know, retain and still, like, stay on the top. I mean, I love what what him and Sheamus have going on, and I love how Sheamus is, like, bringing back what he had years ago. I love that. I love seeing him have that character. But, you know, Gunther needs this win to stay on top, to keep going forward and be pushed to the top. Yeah, and honestly, I would love if they utilize this as a way to turn Sheamus babyface because I do think that SmackDown needs another top-level babyface. And I don't want, like, the Sheamus babyface that we had back in the day. I actually want a little bit of the Sheamus that we saw on Friday. If you've never spoken to this man in person, if you don't know what he's like, like, off the screen, this man is genuinely hilarious. Like, genuinely hilarious. He is a really, really good dude. He is just got this great wonderful personality that he's never really gotten to show on screen i a john moxley version of sheamus yeah exactly yes just a guy who is sarcastic as hell who knows like cut you verbally uh and then also physically so i mean this is a guy who could really back it up i think he would be a tremendous face the crowd would really get behind him 
instead of, you know, being the, the cheesy joke guy that he used to be back in the day, just let him be himself on the microphone. I think that would really work out for him. Uh, and then you can turn Butch back into Pete Dunn and do yeah. whatever the hell you want to do with Ridge Holland. I don't know, but uh, Sheamus needs to be a babyface coming out of this. Eventually, he will win the Intercontinental Championship, and I love the fact that he desperately wants to win that because again, yeah. it just adds this sense of importance to the mid card championship, much like the United States title and that Triple H has really been focusing on since he took over. That could be uh, that could be a WrestleMania match for the title is revisiting Gunther and Sheamus. Obviously, Gunther is going to win here because you're not going to deny us of two big men slapping meat at Survivor Series between Lashley and Gunther. Yeah, that's all wanted it. As soon as as soon as Gunther won that title, we all wanted this match to happen. So obviously, that's going to carry over. And yeah, you 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 could really build up Sheamus to be the guy to dethrone Gunther at WrestleMania, and it'd be a a hell of a moment if you do turn him babyface like that. But yeah, Gunther's going to win. It's going to be it's that's actually one of the matches I'm looking forward to the most. Um, when Sheamus won that tremendous uh, match that they had on SmackDown to qualify. Uh, I, I was really happy that because uh, I knew Sammy wasn't going to win, even though everybody wanted him. I knew it wasn't because there's a bigger story that's that we are, we are clearly seeing brewing right now. So um, it's going to be probably uh, uh, a show stealer on, uh, oh, on Saturday. No question about it. I yeah. are. Sheamus and, and McIntyre had like the third best match of SummerSlam weekend, and that didn't even get on the SummerSlam card, even though both of them live in Nashville. Someone fucking explained that one uh, to me there. But uh, I expect this one to be very, very similar. Um, I think like you, you have to have chemistry with your dance partner, and I haven't seen these guys in the ring together, so this could be a disaster, but I don't expect it to be. These guys know what they're doing, and this one I think is going to deliver uh, for sure. Then we have the final match of the night. Roman Reigns has now two full years as the Universal Champion. He has been the undisputed WWE Universal Champion since WrestleMania when he beat Brock Lesnar. At least now we are starting to get reports, WrestleVotes tweeting out that there at least now have been discussions about taking a title or both titles off of Roman Reigns at some point. And there has been a lot of buildup here for for Drew McIntyre. Uh, A lot of evidence is pointing into his favor. He got his ass absolutely handed to him uh, on SmackDown last week. Genuinely, that means, you know, the baby face strikes back uh, come pay-per-view. We still got one more SmackDown to see who stands tall uh, tomorrow night. But you look at the video packages that they've done. You look at the fact that Drew McIntyre has been the poster boy for getting this event in the UK, the first stadium show in three decades. He has been pushing for this. You knew he was going to get in the main event. Hometown crowd, going to be 100,000 fans up on their feet chanting for Drew McIntyre to win this match and win the world championship. The exact opposite of what WrestleMania 36 was when he beat Brock Lesnar in the main event to win his first world championship in front of one damn fan, and it was the industrial one in the ceiling. This is a moment that Drew McIntyre deserves. This is a moment that Drew McIntyre has earned, but Roman Reigns somehow, some way, always finds a way to come out on top. You know the bloodline is going to be there, or are they? Because there's still one more show, maybe... Maybe we get one more match added to this. Maybe the Usos are going to have their hands full with Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn at Clash of the Castle, which is a match they could set up on SmackDown and deliver at at Clash of the Castle. I've always thought if the bloodline is going to start to deteriorate, 
it's going to come in pieces. The first piece was Paul Heyman. Paul Heyman got taken out at Slam. We haven't seen him since. Then I thought it was going to be the Usos that dropped the tag team titles, leaving Roman Reigns as the lone champion. Eventually, he drops the belts, and that leads to Roman and Rock and all the family drama at WrestleMania next year in, in Los Angeles. I don't, I, I don't see Roman dropping the title before the Usos do, but man, this just seems like too big of a moment not to pull the trigger, Jeremy. Do you? Wh- how are you feeling about this one? Do it? Does it finally happen? Does the two-year reign come to an end, regardless of what happens with the Usos? Well, I have a feeling that tag match is going to happen now, based on the Twitter activity of Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens on on Wednesday night. Um, Sammy explained his why he didn't attack Kevin. Kevin retweeted it uh, literally right before Dynamite went on the air here on Wednesday night. Retweeted it with the gif of them hugging. So I wouldn't be surprised if that gets made on Friday. I hope it does. With that being said, I have said this all along uh, ever since, you know, whenever we had the even thought. uh, I would say ever since this got announced, Clash of the Castle that this was going to be the, even with Vince in charge, I said, this was going to be the pay-per-view where Drew gets his win in front of fans and not only fans in front of friends and family in his hometown. This is not the Vince era where you screw over the guy in his hometown. This is going to be Drew McIntyre winning both belts off of Roman Reigns. The Usos are going to lose both belts off of KO and Sammy all at the same time on Saturday. Roman's going to take a vacation until it's time to set up the program with the rock. I, I think Roman's going to take her vacation, win, lose or draw regardless. Sure. Cause that's just what he's been doing. Um, and, and honestly, and, and, and to go back to that split and belts thing, easy way to do it. The money in the bank contract only states one world title. You, you can just yeah. say that you can just say that. And it's an easy way to split it. Yeah, and that that is the other thing here. Uh, I know there are people out there, Samira, who are hoping that Johnny Gargano will take the briefcase off of Austin <laughs> Theory um, because, you know, they, they hate Austin Theory, and that's what they're really hoping. But he is the wild card factor. And I like the idea that no one is bringing up Austin Theory because it kind of makes you forget that that is an option, that he is out there. It's much better than telegraphing it like they did at SummerSlam, like the whole buildup between Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar seemed to be built around Austin Theory and him getting his ass kicked every week. And we knew he was going to get involved. It's just how was he going to screw it up or is he, was he going to be successful? And he screwed it up at SummerSlam. Nobody's talking about Austin Theory. He could be a legitimate option tomorrow. And frankly, that could be the way that they decide to screw either Roman or Drew. Is Theory cashes in, turns it into a triple threat match, tries to pull the Rollins, and then either Drew or Roman beats theory to win the matchup ah man this is it's difficult because like i love that idea of drew winning in like his like in england with his friends his family all those fans and that that would be such a great moment that he deserves that one that he didn't get but at the same time it's like they've built roman up for two years now like to the highest point like what it's like i don't know i don't i just don't see who's gonna be the person to take it off them like they fill them up so high and i'm just like it's like i can't see him losing this match but at the same time it's like i don't know who he would lose to 
in order to lose those belts. I like the idea of splitting the belts again because it's it's annoying having just like one champion for that. It really is. And but it's like you don't want to knock Roman a peg down and make him look well, I mean, if you're then that's how you go in the storyline to whoever's gonna beat him. I mean, to knock him down and be like, hey, he's not as like strong and powerful as like they were making him out to be, and that will come into whoever's gonna get him. But like, I don't know, I just can't see Roman losing this. They built him up so high that somebody else, like maybe it is, maybe it is the rock that's gonna come in and take him in, you know, months, but like that's still that's months away. What yeah. what are we gonna do in that time? Who's who's gonna step up to the plate? Like how many more people are we gonna have before Roman actually loses? So I'm very torn here because I just like I'm not really sure. I really want Drew to have this moment. He like because he does deserve it. But I just I don't know. I can't see Roman just losing right now. I, I can't see it. After hitting this two year mark two year mark specifically, it's not happening right now. It it just can't. Yeah. I feel like uh, eventually you have to start that program with the rock and that's mm-hmm. not going to have the title involved. Yeah, um, and, that, and that's, that was what I was yeah. going to do here is like, there, there's no way for me to get everything I want out of this booking because it's impossible because I want the title to be taken off of Roman, but I also want Roman to remain unpinned until he fights the rock. Cause I want that to be, you know, still on the line. Something right. major has to be on the line with the rock. What if they snuck the rock into England, huh? Uh, I don't know about that, but yeah. I think that would be. Because you want him to still look like this badass when he faces his cousin. You know what exactly. I mean? Like you don't want like exactly. him to look dumb. I don't but think. I don't think time, losing the title to time, Drew is going to kill that, though. But at the I, same time, at this, and I I agree with Samira, right? Like, but at the same time, Drew's reign has been so long now and so cemented you have the opportunity to make somebody by beating roman reigns right so again i'm not going to get everything i want here the one person that i would absolutely love for them to make if they're going to make anybody i know where you're going is, is Sami Zayn, right that's that's the guy that's the story he should have been the one who won money in the bank i said mm-hmm. that months ago i did a whole video on this channel about it and why it was such a great idea and then it looked like they were heading in that direction and then for some ungodly reason they put it on austin theory all right so whatever that was vince's decision triple h is in charge now you had kevin owens come out on monday and flat out say you are one of the best workers in the entire world and that crowd agreed Sammy is so prime for a babyface run and a top-level babyface run. He has played his role spectacularly for the last three years, but his role has been as this comedic, heel, chicken-shit kind of guy, and he's done great with it, and I love Sammy, but there's part of me that really wants to see that underdog, world-class competitor who just goes out there and puts on banger matches and wins. And, and, just, I, and, just and I saw it in person. Championship. And I saw it in person under Triple H, Sami Zayn and Shinsuke Nakamura in Dallas in 2016 and probably the greatest wrestling match I'll ever see in person. Yeah. So I would love for that to be the case. But I, again, the, the percentage for me for this match has grown. Like until, until Friday, I was at like, all right, I'll give, I'll give Drew like a 5% champion. I, I just honestly, I honestly think it's time to take it off of Roman. Roman disappears until Survivor Series, uh, and starts the build with the Rock from there. Survivor Series. If he ain't the champ, there's no reason for him to be at Survivor Series. He might not show back up till 
freaking WrestleMania season, to be completely honest with you. Maybe. And, on, and that and that honestly might heat people back up. Or, for a I know or he or he already enters the, the Rumble. I was going to say the Rumble. Yeah. He could enter the Rumble and the Rock screws him at the Rumble. Yeah. I think it would be great if, if Cody won the Rumble by, by tossing Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns' MO in the Royal Rumble is to finish second. Like, yeah. he always finishes second. Yeah. So I think that would be... That would be a great little spot there is for Cody and Roman to be the final two in the Royal Rumble. Uh, I think that would be awesome. But heading into Friday, I was at like 5% Drew. After Friday, I was at like 20% Drew. After Monday, I'm at like 40%. Did you see the video from yesterday? And now I'm <laughs> up to literally 50-50. Like I could, I could flip a coin here. But there is one thing that we haven't mentioned yet, and that is the variable that is carrying Cross. How does Cross, who has targeted both McIntyre and put Roman Reigns this how does that dynamic work? Does he get involved? What does Karrion Cross do? Unless I said it on Twitter. I said it on Twitter earlier uh, Wednesday. I said, you don't immediately have Drew and Cross. You have Cross just totally terrorize Drew for months until it actually happens. Uh, and, and in the meantime, you have Cross just destroy uh, you know, the, the mid-carters or whatnot. And, and, but you don't do that right away. You save that for maybe Royal Rumble or something like that. Possibly. I do think Karrion Cross is going to be a world champion sooner rather than later. And oh, yeah. That might be how they... Hell, you could have Austin Theory cash in his money in the bank briefcase and then have Karrion Cross just destroy that man and, and take the belt off him. Kind of do what The Miz did for Lashley, to be completely honest with you. But uh, regardless, it's, it's going to be interesting. Uh, I will say this much, though. You brought up the idea of sneaking the rock into England. <laughs> that could be the way to turn the crowd around if Drew wins. Or, no, excuse me, if Roman wins. So you have Roman win. You get that sweet heat. You got 100,000 fans who are booing Roman Reigns because they wanted McIntyre to win. And that then all of a sudden... That ain't gonna help. That ain't gonna help. And then the crowd goes... <laughs> no, they won't. It didn't it's work in Philly. It's it didn't work in early, Philly. He, he couldn't get the crowd to turn in Philly. Philly gonna... boots Santa Claus. You can't judge those people with normal people. Drew is Santa Claus to these people. Drew is Santa Claus to these people. They are not going to oh, cheer God. The Rock if Roman Reigns beats him at Clash of Castles. I think they cheer The Rock. I just feel like it would be way too early to bring in The Rock right now. It's so early. Yeah, you could have Roman is, just but take it. Yeah. But remember, the last time The Rock wrestled, they teased that match a full year in advance. Yeah, it was rock and and plus, I mean, but rock. you're gonna drag it out until Mania from now. You know what I mean? It's yeah. that would be too long you of wanna, a drag. You, it's not here, worth it. Here's the other thing. Here's the business decision. And I know that WrestleMania tickets have been selling like hotcakes since they went on sale. If you want to sell out SoFi Stadium ahead of time, you have the Rock show up, which basically guarantees that we're getting Rock and Roman at WrestleMania. Those ticket sales will fire right back up again. I don't know where they are currently, but there are there's a business decision to tease you that. Can do match. that at the Rumble too. I, I was gonna say I think that the Rumble is probably the best place to do it because then you're getting close, and that is the road to WrestleMania right after. So that's the perfect time to build the storylines. That's where we always get like the best builds to storylines from the Rumble. So, so I think that's when we'll see the rock appearances if that's what they're gonna do and, and, and you could say roman went into seclusion after losing for the first time and however you know he hasn't been pinned since corbin beat him in in 19 so yeah ever since he was eating dog food God, so he Reigns. could uh <laughs> boy how about that storyline uh so yeah you could easily have roman disappear until the royal rumble again i think roman's disappearing 
anyway. Uh, it's just depending on whether or not he's going to take the gold. So did we get a definitive answer? Jeremy, who's winning? Drew. Samira, who's winning? Roman. That's so I'm the tiebreaker. Shit. <laughs> Wait, do I have a coin? No. Drew's my heart says back. Drew. My head Drew says Drew ain't bringing back broken dreams for nothing, man. My heart says Drew. My head says Roman. Think with your head. Think with I your think, head. I think somehow Roman's winning this. I just think he is. Sorry, I Jeremy. want Drew to get that moment, <laughs> and he wants it. I he deserves it. I just don't know, man. I don't know if they're gonna it's be the ready time. To it's the time. Very weird. Triple H's booking has been a little bit weird. I think I think Roman's gonna win. I could totally change my mind by tomorrow, though. I could change my mind by four o'clock Saturday. Who the hell knows? <laughs> They're gonna have so many damn near falls in this match. My heart is not gonna be able to take it. Samira, it's been awesome to have you. Let the people know where they can find your stuff, what you got going on, what you got up on your YouTube channel. Just give a full cut the promo, girl. Let's go. Well, thank you so much for having me. I had a lot of fun on here. Um, so you can find me on Linktree that has all my social media. As you can see here down on the screen, it says the It's Mira. If you do the Linktree and add the It's Mira, will bring up all my social media and my YouTube as I just dropped an interview with Deanna Perrazzo. And sadly, I will not be catching all out this Sunday as I will be in Boca Raton, Florida for Boca Raton Championship Wrestling for our summer show. So going to miss out on that. But I'm very excited for this wrestling packed weekend. It's going to be very interesting. And I have a lot to catch up on then. But thank you guys for having me again. Yes, absolutely. And uh, we'll, we'll do it again. Jeremy, what you got going on besides uh, Cornhuskers football this weekend? Oh, boy. Uh, yeah. I uh, got fantasy, fantasy football, karaoke, Cornhusker football, and wrestling. I got all sorts of stuff happening, man. Uh, I, I will be around Friday, I believe. So uh, you can follow me on, on Twitter at JBHuskers as I a live tweet during SmackDown. Then this weekend gets a little dicey because I'm going to be here, there, and everywhere. But um, I'm definitely going to uh, catch GCW. I'm definitely going to catch NXT and WWE and AEW. Just a matter of when. So, yeah, it'll be a crazy weekend. <laughs> Chances are, if you're watching this right now, I am uh, in a car uh, driving uh, through Indianapolis on my way up to Chicago for All Out this weekend. Looking forward to getting a deep dish uh, and checking out the show, uh, checking out GCW. My first GCW show was Saturday. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, going to All Out, my first AEW pay-per-view. So big weekend for me uh, in uh, Chicago, or excuse me, beautiful Schaumburg, Illinois. Uh, but make sure uh, if you watch this video, give it a thumbs up. Make sure to subscribe if uh, you're new to the channel, which we thank you for checking us out. Uh, check out my conversation with Shayna Baszler. Check out my conversation with Ryan Satin. Both of those dropped this week. Uh, and then next week, I'm fingers crossed here. I'm working on a, on a bucket list interview that could drop on this channel. I'm not going to name names, but I'm hoping it happens. I uh, got another wrestling promotion that's getting ready to have their season premiere. So I'm trying to set some things up there. Uh, and uh, yeah, Jeremy or uh, SP3 and I will be back for our live show next Tuesday at 2.15 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And as of this recording, we still don't have an all-out prediction show set up, but we're working on it. Uh, travel issues, scheduling, it's hard. There's a lot going on this week. I promise you we're trying our damnedest to get an all-out prediction show together for you. But we do appreciate you guys tuning in for our Clash at the Castle and Worlds Collide prediction show. So much more coming here on Believe in Pro Wrestling. Again, hit that thumbs up. Make sure to subscribe. Really drives up our audience. Thank you guys so much for the support. Thank you, Jeremy. Thank you, Samira. This has been a special edition of the Believe in Pro Wrestling podcast brought to you by Bet Online. Thank you for listening to Believe. 
You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.